Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. We are live with the Combat Cast, and we are on all kinds of different platforms tonight. We're excited to talk some year-end stuff. And Chevy, tell people what they may or may not see in the next coming few weeks. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be doing an MMA Jeopardy episode for the end of the year here. Just There's no fight cards coming up. No UFC fight cards, at least until middle of January. I do believe there is that Ryzen and one or Bellator and one championship. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Ryzen and Bellator end of the year card, I believe. That's what it was. But until then, we don't have too much going on. So... Uh, Just MMA Jeopardy next week. MMA Jeopardy, and then we might have something for you. Well, we're going to have something for you a week after that. We'll just see what it is. Yeah, we'll see. Special treat. (laughs) This week is going to be our end of the year card. So we're going to discuss who are who we would give out our awards for in, in MMA. So you want to get right into it, Dave? All right. Actually, tell it. Uh, why don't what, you pick the what's first up, Joe? Producer Joe. Producer Joe in the comments. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's go to our first category here. This is probably going to be a pretty short show. We just got our opinion. So we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. But yeah, female fighter of the year. I'll start off with this one. Okay. So my female fighter of the year. This one was very tough. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we had a lot of dominant champions, as we usually do in women's MMA, lose their belts. Or, in the case of Valentina, probably should have lost her belt, but got a decision. Toughest fight. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I'm going to swerve to none of the champions. And in fact, Santos was the person I gave Valentina Mm -hmm. that tough fight. Well, I'm going to go with her next opponent, the very young, I believe she's 23 years old, Aaron Blanchfield, put on an absolute clinic this year. She subbed J.J. Aldridge, and she also just molly-whopped Molly Meatball McCann. So I'm going to give her my Female Fighter of the Year for 2022. Well, well done, sir. I did not see that come in. I thought about going to Vanko again because she's always dominant, but she wasn't really dominant this year, but she's still... You know, consistent. She only had one fight this year, too, which that was a contributing factor for me as well. Right. But I went with uh, Whaley Zhang because after, you know, losing her title, coming back and fighting a really close fight with Rose at the end of 2021, this year she gets a match 
with Helena uh, Jacek, uh, former champion. And, you know, they had to considered one of the greatest. But she smashes her, right? She ends up doing spinning back fists. Round two takes her out of the game. Jacek retires, and God bless her. She's had a hell of a career. But that's impressive. But then she goes on and does what a lot of thought we should do. She takes Carl Esparza, which we expected her to beat her up, possibly TKO her. She taps her out. Round two. She looks impressive. She stops Esparza's wrestling attack, which is like, you know, she's picking up Francis Nagano over her shoulders. Like, to me, Whaley Zhang might be the future of MMA. I, I Maybe not, but she's she's making an argument. And I, I could see her getting bigger and maybe contending you know, for maybe another title, maybe a fight. You never know. So, but she's very impressive, and she was my pick for female fighter. D. I, I think I mentioned this after the Carla fight too. The fact she was trying to learn English, you know, she did some English in her post fight interview. I, I really think she is very charismatic. Mm-hmm. She's just a very likable fighter, okay. exciting style, you know, great personality. Yeah, so she she's a baby face for the. For the future of women's MMA for sure. So that's that's a good shout. Absolutely. All right, All let's right. move on. Next category. We're gonna go to male fighter of the year. It hurt me, but oh wow. I mean I, we did. <laughs> I, I picked Alexander Volkanovsky. I mean he TKO'd the Korean zombie and he made a statement beating Max for a third time in the most dominant fashion. The guy's fantastic. Obviously he's and he set up that fight to become double champ against Makachev. Mm-hmm. And the guy is the pound for pound number one, and especially with Izzy losing and Usman losing, you know, he really solidified that spot at number one. So congrats to him. You know, he it just so happens he beat my favorite fighter, but try to be unbiased here. So congrats to Volkanovsky. Wow. I did not expect you to be unbiased with this, but I am happy for you and I'm proud of you. Same thing, man. I had to pick him. At the end of the day, you know, he makes that statement, like you said, with the Korean zombie. Like you said, he makes another statement with Max Holloway, and he's looking like, who's going to stop him at featherweight? Well, he's like, you know what? No one's going to stop me at featherweight, so I'm going to go up another weight class and fight Makachev in a fight that I'm ecstatic that we're going to get in 2023. But yeah, when I just looked around at all-around like best fighters male in the UFC and had a consistent year, Volkanovski was my guy. In 2023, he's going for like true greatness. If he yeah. can beat Makachev, he's... One of the best ever, for sure. Because I had fight of the year on my next, but we can do whatever you got. I, I got knockout of the year. I'll start off. So I sat on the fence for a couple of these. I had a hard time picking, and this is one of the ones I had a hard time picking. So I'm going to give you two. And, I got an honorable uh, mention, too. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. So I'm going to go with Chandler versus Tony Ferguson with that front kick, you know, mm-hmm. a technique that he never does against a super durable Tony Ferguson, you know. Not looking so great lately, but still his body of work and his durability is unmatched. So amazing, amazing knockout. Great fight before that. And then the other one I had to mention, obviously, the Leon Edwards versus Kamar Uzman. That head kick knockout. Just with everything that was on the line, you know, Mm -hmm. and how dejected he looked going through that fight. The fact that it was a fifth round comeback. And the fact that that was a technique that he had shown he was working on the pads. So that was all in the plans, written in the stars. Post-fight interview with the pound-for-pound headshot line, you know, 
just super hyped for that one. Yeah, you took my exact ones too. All right, so <laughs> Michael so, Chandler. I'll, I'll give one one more honorable mention. I I know this is unfair, three, but oh, I just okay. also want to shout out Marlon Vera with that head kick to Dominic Cruz. That was also a fantastic mm. knockout. Okay, yeah, that is a good one. Just saw a stat too where he's one of the guys who's had the most fights in the UFC and hasn't been knocked down at 20, all. 20 fights without being knocked down. Max Holloway, John Jones, and Marlon Vera. Marlon Vera, that's impressive. Great company. Especially with the style of fight. You know, he he goes to war in his fights, and to never be knocked down is very impressive. Jason Perot, I mean, I always think, like, you know, his striking coach and coach, so. All right, I basically had the other two you mentioned. I'll just give my reasons. Chandler and Ferguson was my honorable mention. It was probably the better knockout of the year, stylistically. And, I mean, he can't beat it. That front kick, poor friggin' Tony's face where they froze it, and he oh, yeah. ridiculous. It's ah, uh, it's too bad. But but it's it's a great knockout. And uh, the other one, I had to go Edwards and Usman because, like you, to me, it was all on the line. And that's you know, I I don't remember if we had time to pick it last year, but I the one at the very end of the year for me was uh, Sergio Pettis against help me out here in PFL. No, Sergio and Bellator. Oh, Horaguchi. Horaguchi, thank you. Yeah, yep. when he did that spinning back fist in the fifth round, it's going here we go again, Leon Edwards, you know, just mm-hmm. with the title on the line, all there, and against a dominant, dominant champion against Usman. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to repeat that, but good for him, good for his career. What a moment. It was my knockout. Yeah. All right, we'll move on from one finish to another finish. We'll do submission of the year. So peaking, speaking of Pettis, not Sergio, but Showtime Pettis. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Stevie Ray's Twister uh-huh. against Anthony Showtime Pettis in PFL. That was a good one. I didn't actually uh, end up going. I went with another direction. I was a little UFC heavy here, guys. But there was a reason why this submission of the year can also play in some other factors here, but Prohaska versus Glover Teixeira, I just thought this was such a fantastic back and forth fight. Prohaska, a fight that I actually thought he was going to dominate, he didn't end up dominating, but that was because Glover just really showed again how tough he is, how amazing he is, and this fight went so back and forth. It was a fantastic card, and to me, the drama of everything in that card that made it my submission of the year. Right. Yuri being known as a striker and obviously Glover, this fantastic world-class grappler. And for Yuri to get a rear naked choke on him was very impressive. So that's a good shout. Let's move on to fight of the year. I had an easy choice for this one. It wasn't a five-round fight. It was actually a three-round fight. I had Justin Gaethje's unanimous decision over Michael Chandler. Just uh, I in the middle of the fight while it was happening... Mm. I remember just thinking like this might be the greatest fight I've ever seen. You know, to me, it it rivals that Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler fight. And I think the fans were denied uh, a couple extra rounds that that should have been a five round fight. No, they wanted to put that on a pay-per-view, but and maybe someday in the future we can see it again. But I would love to see a five round war of those guys for sure. That's a good one. Probably deserved it. I went with Yuri Prohaska and Clover Teixeira for fight of the year. And again, for me, I think it's because the title was on the line. It was a little more of a, I remember this being an early afternoon card too. I was, I was in a super good mood and I walked away from this fight. This doesn't happen too often. I walked away from this fight feeling really good for both guys at what I just saw. And I couldn't wait for the rematch. And it wasn't like Glover was that type of guy that you would, you know, he wasn't such a dominant champion. It was just it. Yeah. So that just, 
for that reason, that's why that made my fun of the year. So that was also up there with my choices too. But, you know, me being a, a bit of a hater, mm-hmm. I just don't think in that fight we saw the best version of either guy. Sure. So I, I just, I mean, the fight was very exciting, but I think a lot of that excitement was due to them just throwing caution to the wind and being very sloppy and not as technical as they as they can be so that that's why that fight didn't get get it for me but yeah i mean makes sense for a title absolute banger of a fight for sure and yeah bummer that we're not gonna see the rematch probably never at this point um you're a super injured Mm. glover is very old so uh you know we might not ever see that rematch but you never know it's great sport so we, we could get it but let's move on to uh fight card of the year Mm-hmm. There was a lot of good fight cards. I'll, I'll do my honorable mention first. So my honorable mention would be the fight night that was held in London. There was a lot of decisions, but just the the atmosphere in the arena from the crowd, I think, really hyped it up. And then, you know, Patty Patty's first showing in the UFC at home. Molly had that great spinning back elbow knockout. You know, it was a great night for uh, for the fans there. So that was uh, that would be my honorable mention. But as far as fight card of the year, I'm going to pick UFC 281. Mm-hmm. So 10 of the 14 fights were finishes. That that card had Dustin versus Michael Chandler on it. Fantastic fight. Dan, Herc- Dan Hooker versus Claudio Poulet. Ryan Spann knocked out Dominic Reyes. And Aaron Blanchfield, who I mentioned earlier, put on an absolute clinic against Molly Meatball McCann. Well, my honorable mention was UFC... 275 <laughs> Prohaska versus Clover. Because again, I like that fight so much. It was my submission of the year. It was my fight of the year. Chavanko versus uh, Santos was on this card as well. Whaley Zhang versus Jacek was on this card as well. It was an awesome finish. We also had Jake Matthews versus Andre Fajalo, which ended in a KO. And then Jack Delia Madonna. I believe that's how you say his name. But, uh, he had a TKO, so it was a great card. It was an honorable mention, though. Like you, I also went with UFC 281 for all the reasons you just mentioned. So I'll just draw a little more attention to that main event. Alex Pajara, Stylebender. Again, that's another fight that could have been fight of the year in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, too. So, so good. I actually saw MMA Junkie had voted Alex Pajara as fighter of the year, which I thought was an interesting choice. He had a good year. He knocked out Sean Strickland. He won the title, but... I don't know. Like he's still, he's still somewhat of an unproven commodity. But there's no doubt that there's no doubt in that fight, and there's no doubt in that pay per view. So for me, yeah, UFC 281, that was my card of the year. Yeah, that was a good shout. I think also it was an MSG card, so it was already huge. You know, obviously a lot of promotion and hype going into it because of the Piera and Adesanya hype. So yeah, absolutely great card. And you know, end of the year too. So it's hard to remember all the way back to those early ones. I know there's a lot of great ones, but you know, we got spoiled at the end there. So, all right, we'll move on to our last, uh, our last, yeah, category. Thank you. (laughs) It's been a long day today. So we're going to go with fighters that we're going to keep an eye on in 2023, Mm -hmm. who we think is going to be coming on strong, possible champions or great years. I'll start. I have two. I have a male and a female. Oh, so my my male fighter actually I I I have three so I have two male fighters. Okay, obviously Kamza I think he's a given so I had to put him on my list. But my male fighter 
that I'm really thinking is the same fighter I believe I picked last year who had a great year this year, Arnold Allen. Okay. Um, featherweight Arnold Allen. I think that, you know, it's possible he has the skills to beat Volkanovski at featherweight. He probably has to fight one more, depending on what happens with Volkanovski. I, I mean, obviously he'll be fighting less if he's worrying about uh, lightweight as well. Arnold Allen is a person to keep an eye on in 2023 for me. And then I'm going to go with, for females, I'm going to go with Aaron Blanchfield. <laughs> yeah. So she has the matchup against Santos, who, you know, got that questionable loss to Valentina. So I would imagine if Aaron puts it on Santos in this fight, mm-hmm. you know, grappling clinic, which I think she will, I think that promotes her to a title fight, you know, Somebody needs to make a statement to get a shot against Valentina, and I think Aaron has the opportunity to do it. So uh, I think she could cause some problems for Valentina too. So that's who you should keep an eye on, in my opinion. No doubt. When you when you said female fighter of the year, I was like, oh man, I should have picked a female fighter of the year. And then I knew I was going to pick, and I knew you were going to probably pick the same one. So yeah, Aaron Blanchfield, no doubt, after such an impressive performance over Maui McCann, and uh, now going to this fight with Santos, win or lose, I think she's still going to be someone we're just going to have to look out for. For male fighter of the year, great choices, Hazma, Allen. I went someone a little lower on the card because I feel like those guys are kind of already there. Obviously, there's still people to look out for. But the guy I went with, who I thought made a big splash, especially recently towards the end, Eli Taporia. I thought after his performance over Bryce Mitchell, who had been, you know, equally impressive over, you know, other guys in the featherweight division, dominant with his wrestling, especially starting to improve on his striking. I thought, okay, Mitchell undefeated. This is going to be interesting. Wasn't interesting. To poor, <laughs> like he totally worked him. So now I'm starting to think he's got a presence with himself too. The way he handles himself with Patty, you know, I think that this guy could be a guy that ends up being a star. Ends up being, I don't know about a champion, but with Volkanovski possibly leaving the division, you have so many other studs there. One or two fights, he keeps putting on those kind of performances. He could be somebody we see in title contention. I got one more honorable mention for oh. us, too. You know, friend of the show, LFA fighter, Mateo Gonzalez. He gets a couple wins in LFA. You know, hopefully we see him in the UFC Bantamweight division. I like to see what he can do over there. So uh, shout out to Mateo. If you're watching or you hear this, you know, we're rooting for you. First guest of the show. We'll never forget. All right, guys. I know you usually want us to give it to, but I'll just say it. We're going to have MMA Jeopardy coming up. For those who are watching on the stream, stay tuned because we're coming right back and we're going to do some MMA Jeopardy. I'm excited. It's a rubber match. Me and Chevy both won one. We've had some kinks in some of these, but uh, I'm excited because this one looks like the best version of Fingers we found. Fingers yeah. so, uh, anything you want to say before we're out of here? Just appreciate the fans. Uh, Thank you for another great year, for sure. New fans, returning fans. We appreciate the support, for sure. Thanks to Cage My IQ for the collaborations this year. You know, thanks to AJ and and, uh, Joe and yourself. I just appreciate you guys. Have a lot of fun doing this show. So keep it going in 2023. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.com. FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. 
if you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 